Hey there, it's Debbie, and welcome to Playback Friday. I'm going back into the archives and re-releasing some of my favorite conversations from years ago every Friday. Unless you're a longtime listener of the show, there's a good chance you haven't heard this one yet. And even if you are, you just may get something completely different from listening to it this time around. Here you go and enjoy the show. We all come into parenting with this template that can range from, oh, I had the best childhood and I just want to provide my kids the same thing to, you know, there are things I liked and there are some things I didn't like. So I want to do the good things and not do the other things. Or the, okay, I had an awful childhood. I am so angry at what happened to me or just I don't even want to go back there and I'm going to do the opposite. But what happens is most of us just do that, whichever version of what I just said, without really consciously exploring what is driving our behavior. Welcome to Tilt Parenting, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and this week I'm excited to have as my guest Dr. Dan Peters, a licensed psychologist, author, co-founder, and executive director of the Summit Center, and the co-founder of the Parent Footprint Awareness Training. Dan's mission is to support parents in raising children with purpose and intention. So in today's conversation, we're going to explore just what that means, what it looks like, and how we can do the work on ourselves that can benefit our children and the family dynamic. We'll also take a deep look at Dan's Parent Footprint Awareness Training, which is a unique virtual online experience that supports parents in guiding our child's future by becoming aware of our own parenting beliefs. I had a chance to go through the program already, and it was very powerful. And for me, it very quickly resulted in some game-changing aha moments. And because it's very customized, it's kind of like getting a chance to sit down one-on-one with Dr. Dan. So I'm really excited to share it with you today. And as you'll hear from our chat, there's a really close synergy and alignment in Dr. Dan's philosophy and approach with my mission here at Tilt Parenting. So I have a hunch you'll find him just as inspiring as I do. So here's my conversation with Dr. Dan Peters. Hey, Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Debbie. I'm happy to be here with you. Well, I'm looking forward to this. We were kind of swapping podcasts here. I had the pleasure of guesting on your podcast, and we had such a fantastic conversation. Uh, I got off that call just feeling really motivated and inspired. And so I'm just thrilled to bring you back and share you with my audience in the same way. I felt the same way, and I have been looking forward to this conversation. Excellent. Well, you know, we're going to be talking about mostly your um, parent footprint training program and what you're doing through that. But I want to make sure that our guests are familiar with your work in the world and get a better sense of your personal why. So would you just take a few minutes to introduce yourself and who you are? Sure. My name is Dan Peters, and uh, I am professionally a licensed psychologist in Northern California, and I co-founded, along with Dr. Susan Daniels, uh, Summit Center, which is a multidisciplinary place, organization, where our focus is on helping people realize their full potential and understanding their complex profiles. And when I my when I, I think about my why is I have just always been driven to 
see the best in people and help people become their best. And with our population of differently wired people, as you know well, there's so many complexities and our world seems to be filled with focusing on what's wrong and pathology. And so what what I do personally with my consultation and with our uh, multidisciplinary evaluations and our counseling at Summit Centers really try to understand the whole totality of a person of all ages, children, adolescents, parents, uh, and individual adults, and help them through that understanding find their passion, their potential, and be their best selves. And how long? Summit Center's been around for a while, correct? Summit Center has been around uh, about 10 years now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think for, well, for me, certainly I'm new to this world and I'm still discovering, you know, even though Asher is now 13, I'm still kind of discovering the resources that are out there and your resource and also Dr. Devin McEachern, who I think may have been the yeah. one to introduce us, you know, it's just such a valuable, important work that you're doing in the world. And uh, I'm just grateful <laughs> that people like you are doing what you're doing, because it can feel so overwhelming when we have these kids who are so, you know, they, they don't fit into any clear diagnostic buckets a lot of the time. And right. so anyway, I'm just, uh, I was excited to discover you a couple of years ago and love that you've been doing this work for so long. Thank you. It's, it's, it's just, it's uh, so rewarding. I bet it is. These kids are so misunderstood, you know, and so giving mm-hmm. giving them the opportunity to, to really grow into their potential and to be seen for who they are. And then also letting parents know that that this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a gift. And there's so much good here. So I love that. So I want to talk about Parent Footprint. So that's the name of your podcast. It's the name of a website and training program that you're now doing, which I actually had the chance to go through. But can you tell us, before we get into the nitty gritty of how parents can interact with that, I want to understand your big picture vision when you started developing Parent Footprint. So could you tell us that and explain broadly what it is? Yes. So the whole idea of Parent Footprint, and I need to give credit to my business partner, Paymon, who came up and shared this concept with me of that we are all leaving footprints on our children. And how can we consciously and intentionally choose the footprint that we want to leave on our children and our grandchildren? And when he told me about this concept and his book that he was writing and is in completion stage, um, it just it impacted me so much with the the that symbolism and that image with the work that I do day in and day out and my own life with co-raising three kids with my wife is um like wow like we everything we do impacts our kids and we can choose how we parent and how we interact and what energy we bring into the room however What is so key about this is it is about us being mindful of who we are, what who we are in our lives, how we are living our lives, how we are impacted by our our parents, our caretakers, how we were raised, our experiences. And these days, there's so many good books like yours. There's lots of great podcasts out there. There's lots of great webinars and 
parents, it seems more and more, we're, we're worried about our kids. Uh, things are getting more complex. And we're, we're especially with our high need, high intensity, special needs kids, um, even more so with the stress and worry that we have for them and their future, everyone's often, I feel, looking for a tool. And the biggest tool is who we are and how we interact with them on a daily basis, which is what you and I also talked about on our podcast that we had together recently. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's I'm, my mind is in many places right now because I'm trying to think of the most logical way to unfold this conversation because it's such a big concept. Yeah. And it's so, it, you know, personally, it feels so connected to the really everything that I'm trying to share through Tilt in terms of how we as parents are experiencing this has to do with the work we need to do on ourselves. And then when we take the time to do that work, it changes everything, not just for us, but for our kids, for our family, and then ultimately for society. You know, it's big. It's a big idea. And I think that's what I loved so much when I started to dive into this is that you are taking a huge step back and you're saying, you know, the mission statement is to make the world a more compassionate and loving place, one parent and one child at a time. I mean, that is a big idea. Oh, you just gave me the chills when you said that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it's huge because it goes all the way to all of the really sad and awful stuff that happens to uh, children who become adults, right? It happens to people can be loved and people can be mistreated and abused. And people can be raised in households where there's calm and there's um, relative calm, at least, and um, people problem solving and managing their anger. And people can be raised in households where people are screaming and yelling and hitting. And those stick with us and inform us. And this is where we need to be not only in our own homes as parents, but thinking about our world and how we can create a more loving and compassionate world because it starts in the home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it starts at such a young age too. You know, I think so often we, it's when things start getting really challenging that we start getting more diving into this work. But the earlier that we can set this as our goal for our family and that this is a value for our family, then that's just how our kids grow up, you know, knowing and feeling that sense of belonging and that sense of compassion is just part of their, I guess, core values. Absolutely. And it's, we could infiltrate and influence these positive family values of love, compassion, problem solving, um, meaning, um, and just as much when we are bringing in our stress from our lives in the home and out, out of the homes and whether we are off balance and aren't fulfilled ourselves, all of this stuff impacts our kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, you know, a chapter that I have in my book is recognize how your energy affects your child. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me personally, when I had that aha moment, I wrote about a, a time when I just was in the right space and was able to respond to a difficult situation in a completely different way. And what I saw happen as a result, almost instantaneously, I was like, 
oh my, this is powerful stuff, you know? And yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I actually had that moment of like, I can control what happens in here. If I can just stay in this place all the time, which obviously isn't realistic, but it was just a powerful reminder that the energy piece is really huge in terms of what's happening and how our kids then feel in their everyday life. Absolutely. And I'm even thinking of a lot of... um your community, our community members uh, who have really sensitive kids. So mm-hmm. we, we want to believe that we can control w- what we show our kids. And if we don't show them that we're mad or worried or scared, um, they won't know it if, we, if we're not really explicit about it. But all kids, but particularly the more sensitive kids, they pick up on how we feel when we walk into the room and walk in the door. And I'll never forget with our oldest, and I know um, Asher does you know, the same thing with you, is sort of like, Dad, what's wrong? And I don't even, it's like, they were able to say that to me when I wasn't even consciously processing that I was dealing with something that was wrong, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I was trying to compartmentalize it or I was transitioning and, um, oh no, nothing's wrong. No, what's wrong? And then first of all, so they pick up on it. And secondly, if we say, no, no, everything's fine when they know it's not, that has implications as well because they trust us to help them interpret what's the reality and what's real, right? To give them that sense of safety and trust. And so I think our kids really propel us uh, and compel us to to be in touch with ourselves and be honest and authentic with them in an age-appropriate way, of course. Yeah, and that is not necessarily something that a lot of parents want to embrace, right? You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not dealing with their own emotions. And now they've got this child who's forcing their hand. And now suddenly they have to or, you know, they're being guided to examine things that they'd rather not deal with. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it's that idea that our kids are our best teachers, we say that all the time, but it is so true, because we can't really get anything past these differently wired kids. They're pretty highly attuned to what's going on. Right. And some of them can have high emotional and social intelligence and can express it in a um, really empathic, compassionate way. And we know other kids just get overwhelmed and melt down because of the energy. And we we sit there like, I don't know what triggered this. What's happening? But these kids are just overwhelmed with the energy that they are absorbing from us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting you know, I homeschool my child. So we spend a lot of time together. And sometimes we just have days that go off the rails. And my husband will come home and I'll be like, Oh, my God, you know, today was really tough. This happened and everything was difficult or a battle or whatever. And then Darren will say, Well, remember, you've got this, this and this going on. I'll be like, Oh, yeah, you know, (laughs) it invariably. And then of course, for me, then I tend to I go through a little beating myself up phase because I, I feel like it's my fault in some ways. Like, uh, I'm the one who, who steered us off track here. And yeah, I know yeah. that the self blame isn't worth, um, spending much time on, but it is, it can be complicated to feel like your energetic state can have so much influence over what's happening. Yes. Yeah. A lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. We'll be right back after this quick break. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, 
something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. So one of the things I was really intrigued by in your program was this idea of really exploring what happened in our lives when we were children and how we were parented. That to me is just something that people don't talk about, or they may think about it in passing, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I grew up in a really strict house, so we're doing this. You know, it's on this very cursory level. And Mm -hmm. the questions that you ask people to think about, they're, I guess, designed to, and they do bring up things because you need to explore these things. Can you talk more about why that is such an important thing for us to examine. We are unconsciously, semi-consciously, and consciously acting and informed by our past. There's no way around it. And even when we don't want it to be true, that's just how us human beings are wired. So first of all, what is normal to us is what we've experienced. And it could be a good normal or a not so good normal. And our body and mind and energy and visceral reactions are conditioned based on 
how we were raised and experiences we've had in the home and out in the world. And so we all come into parenting with this template that can range from, oh, I had the best childhood and I just want to provide my kids the same thing to, you know, there are things I liked and there are some things I didn't like. So I want to do the good things and not do the other things. Or the, okay, I had an awful childhood. I am so angry at what happened to me or just I don't even want to go back there and I'm going to do the opposite. But what happens is most of us just do that, whichever version of what I just said, without really consciously exploring what is driving our behavior. And the other thing that we do often is we come up with different reasons than maybe the real reasons for why we do something. You know, for example, um, everything has to be really neat because I grew up in a chaotic household, so everything is going to be neat and orderly. But maybe it's because I'm also anxious and I get anxious when I don't have everything in order. So therefore, I need to impose that on my kids for me, but I'm saying it's actually for them. Just as an example. So, so looking at where did we come from, which again is not easy to do for many people. And it's, it's how can we go within and even when it's hard to go within, the number one reason we do difficult things and look at ourselves in a hard way is because the love we have for our kids and what we want for our kids. You know, so even if we can't, if as a parent, it's hard for us to do it for ourselves, you know, the motivation is we can look at ourselves for them because we're trying to do the best job for them and leave the footprint that we want to leave, consciously choose for them. And so doing this deep exploration and really examining our, you know, our experience and just where our thoughts and ideas and beliefs and behaviors, all those things really stem from, would you say that that is necessary in order to intentionally or consciously parent our kids? I believe it's it's necessary. I w- where I would say is to look back in a at least semi-deeper dive, I think is necessary to inform what we want for our kids. I will say it's a hard, it's, it's, it can be really hard to do depending on one's upbringing. And I don't want to say like you have to spend a ton of time and take a really deep dive on this and turn yourself inside out. It's really about just being mindful, aware, and insightful and, and pulling back the curtain enough so you can understand why you do things you do with your kids and be honest with yourself so you can decide if you are parenting in the way that you think you are and with the goals that you have for your kids or are is there something going on back there that you realize whoa I need to do this a little differently and I have an example of someone that I know really well so this person with her kids would be really get really jitter, like react when one of the children were melting down really quickly, like jump in quickly to try to stop a meltdown, avoid a meltdown, uh, help with a meltdown. It, it just w- brought a, a lot of emotion in this person. And it turned out through this work that she realized the reason that she would jump so quickly 
when a child her child was melting down was because her father had such a quick temper that she never knew when he was going to go off. And through this work, she realized, oh, my gosh, I always just thought I was trying to help them, soothe them. And I didn't realize how anxious I would get in the moment. But it was really because growing up, she never knew when her dad was going to go off. And there was that connection like, whoa. And then that allowed her to think about the difference between her past and her present and how she would work to handle those situations differently based on her parenting goals for herself and her kids. Hmm. Oh, that's a great example. And now I feel like I'm entering a therapy session. But you know, one of the things that came (laughs) up for me in that example, is that I, when Asher used to get really upset, I was really, the anger was, his anger was really, really hard for me to deal with. And I realized I'm really uncomfortable with big anger as an emotion, full stop. And I also believe and know that there's no such thing as a bad emotion and he gets to be angry, you know, like I don't want to stifle him. And so I, I've, I've known for a while that I'm uncomfortable with big anger, but I guess what you're saying is then take it one step further and try to uncover where might that stem from so I have a better understanding of the roots of that. So it's it will be easier for me to address if I know where it comes from. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Interesting. All right. I guess I have some journaling to do, some work to do. <laughs> um, and, you know, you talked about, in some ways, this is really also about getting off autopilot, right? And um, mm-hmm. that word intention comes up a lot. And I know that that's part of your big vision is this parenting with purpose and intention. Intention mm-hmm. is something I talk a lot about uh, on the podcast, on Tilt, in the book. And I do believe it's one of the most important values that we can bring into our parenting world Can you talk a little bit more about that role of intention, just from your perspective, what it means to parent with purpose and intention? So easy to say, so hard to do. Okay, so (laughs) I just want to say, because also what I love about your approach, Debbie, with your with your uh, with your people and your listeners is is how authentic you are. And so I totally relate to that, which is, you know, as someone who talks about doing this all day long in my work and then gets to go home and practice, like this is so hard to do. So I just want to say for everyone listening to be kind to yourself. So this is our aspiration. Our aspiration is to be purposeful and intentional as much as we can. Now, the first thing that we always talk about, as you do, is presence, Like, how do we stay present with our kids and be in the moment? And this can range from leaving our emotions at the door from what happened out in the world at work or in the community. Um, What are we doing with our cell phones and our computers when our kids are talking to us? Or uh, do we have family dinners? Do you know, how do people interact? Do we give people attention? And it's especially what do I want to cultivate for my kids in our home and in life. So, you know, later in this model and in the training, we talk about, you know, what are your parenting beliefs? See, all this stuff ties together. So if a parenting belief is, I want my child to not be stressed out. Well, if we want to do that intentionally, 
we have to be careful what we talk about with grades, with school, with college, their future, um, with what programs they may or may not get into, what other people are doing or not doing and how we're comparing to them. So often we say like, God, I just don't want my kid to be so stressed. And then they have four activities and they're going out for the A team on the traveling soccer and then they're in their performance and we got to get them in advanced math. Well, you know what? Those things are not consistent with having a child who grows up with as um, not too much stress. So I, when we think about intention and purpose, what are our parenting goals? Are our goals to have children who are resilient and regulate? Are our goals to have children who take risks, try new things? Are our goals for children to have meaningful relationships? Or are our goals for our kids to get into an Ivy League school? And we're kidding ourselves if we don't think that whatever these goals, which again, we talk about making them, um, externalizing them and making them intentional and, and out there so we know what is our model. You know, what is our model? And oh, you know, so here's where I have to make a quick transition. So Paymon, my business partner, he comes from the technology wor- world and product development. And so he in his career, has done all this consulting on businesses and developing products in in technology, which is how we ended up with a technology product. However, the idea was he came to in his life, because we share this passion for parenting, that's how we came together, is, wait a second, he realized with his kids, he's like, I spend all this time helping big companies carry out a business plan, a strategic plan to meet their goals And yet we'd go into parenting and just kind of wing it, right? And so just backing into your great question is being purposeful and intentional. We have to know what do we want for our kids? And based on that, how do we break down how we are about that on a daily basis, on a moment basis? And I think that's something that so many of us just don't talk about, or we assume, you know, we might be on the same page with our partner, or it might be more generic, like we just want our kids to be fulfilled and have whatever option they want available to them, you know, but many of us don't take the time to regularly kind of zoom out and look at the big picture and really think what are our values, you know, what are our values around who we are as a family and, and what we hope to instill in our child so that they can be successful, self-actualized adults. We don't really often take the time to do that. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, 
six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No, and I am thinking of a personal example where I I uh, I blew it, and then I had to go think about my goals, and I had to loop back around. And so, this is with uh, one of our high schoolers was having a difficult time in the math and chemistry sciences classes, and it, we were in the kitchen having this conversation, and this child said, uh, the, the the gender will remain nameless here. Um, this child said you don't expect me to get bees, do you? And my initial response was, yes, I do. And this child looked at me with this look on their face that was um, confused. And I realized it was confused because it was not consistent with the messaging that my wife and I do. And I walked away and I thought about, wait a second, I just talks explicitly about a grade when the grade is not what we focus on. And what I really meant was, I think you could get a B if you apply yourself and work hard. And I really want you to work hard, but I don't care what the end result is if you're trying. That that's that was in the back of my head when mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I expect you to get Bs. And, <laughs> uh, and as I think about it, my wife looked at me, they were both on the other side of the room and looked me was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I, I went back into the bedroom and said, hey, I just want to clarify what I really meant. I didn't mean it that way. And so that was just an example of when it was an oops. But I thought back of what is my goal? Our, our goal for our kids is that they work hard and apply themselves. It's not about the grade. Mm-hmm. And I imagine once you start being more intentional and purposeful, and examining what you're saying and and doing the work of being in alignment with your actions and 
with our kids that when you have a moment like that, and by the way, it's good to know that you can have make those mistakes. If Dr. Dan can make those mistakes, that makes the rest of us feel better. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> but I imagine that you kind of get a hit, like an inner voice uh, pop and say, uh, say what? You know, what are you talking about? So you probably knew even before you saw the look on your wife's face yeah. that, you know, wait a minute, what did I just say? Yeah. And like you, I'm really good at uh, beating myself up when yeah. I make a mistake. So that is just to echo something you said earlier is like just to how to be kind to ourselves when we blow it because we're going to. Yes. Daily. Many of yes. us. Multiple yes. times daily. Yes. Well, I want to hear before we jump off this call, I would love if you could just take a few minutes to just talk about the actual training program that you guys have designed, the Parent Footprint Awareness Training that I got to try out. Just explain to listeners how it works, because I found it to be really unique to any sort of online learning experience that I've engaged in in the past. I'm glad that you had that experience. So so this training we it seems to be different than most and when we describe it to people is remember in our generation when you could choose your own mystery and you could you read a, you read a chapter and then at the end of the chapter it says um if you want to step into the submarine go to you know page 22 if you decide to miss the submarine and go take the boat and um and then you could create your journey so the whole idea of parent footprint awareness training is what we believe and what I've found in my work and using lots of resources of leading parenting experts is that awareness, our awareness of who we are, what we're about, and what we want for our kids is key to raising a, quote, successful child, a healthy child, a happy child, however we define that. So we talk about our goal is to have our own vision of successful parenting, whatever that is for us, which is based on what we want. Now, we broke it down into different modules, and the idea is how do we digitize, automate with still an authentic experience? So for people who don't have the time, don't have the money, don't have logistically the ability to sit down with someone and have a conversation that is targeted towards parenting, which so many people are, you know, working on their parenting. We wanted to create something using modern technology where we could emulate sitting down with me doing the work that I do, where I ask some key questions as part of a, mo a training module, which I'll talk about in a second. And then based on a key question, you push A, B, or C based on which answer resonates with you. Based on that answer, you get an individualized video. Like, I feel great all the time. I feel great most of the time. I rarely feel good. That's just an example. Um, I felt loved most of the time. I felt loved some of the time. I rarely felt loved. These are just some examples of questions. You press a button and then there'll be a video that loads from me responding to your response. And so different than a webinar, different than um, listening to a training, it's designed to be interactive. So you feel that you are someone, I am responding to you. And the other thing about this training is that you can go back as many times as you want and change your response just to see what the other responses are and or as you are evolving, growing, working on yourself, 
you will have different responses to the questions over time. So this is a an evolving program for you to grow. Um, the modules are designed, many of them we've talked about. The first one is called You, and it's really looking about who you are, how you feel in the world, your connections, um, taking an inventory of yourself. The second one is about love. How were we loved? What's our experience of love? How do we show love? How do we get love for ourselves, for our kids? Then acceptance is module number three. Do we accept where we came from? Do we accept who we are? You know, how do we accept our kids? Then we get into energy, which you've talked about as well. You know, what energy do we bring into the room? Are we aware of our energy? Where does it come from? Um, how can we trans? How do we transmit it? How do we want to transmit it? Then there is the module called connection, which is how we feel connected to ourselves, connected to our partners, connected to our kids, to our community. Huge part of our well-being. And then we move into beliefs, our parenting beliefs, which I alluded to before, which is what are your parenting beliefs? What do you want for your kids? What drives them? And now you're thinking about your strategic plan, which takes you to the last module, which is action. How do we move into action? Right? So now we're trying to create a plan based on the insights and awarenesses you've had. How do we move into action? So that's the that's the main bulk of the training. And then in the middle, the, the middle part of the training, um, I ask questions for you to type down different ahas that you've had, um, different awarenesses that you've had, and then some goals that you want to have for yourself and for your kids. And then the final part of the training are videos that we call uh, Parenting with Purpose with Dr. Dan, where I give my personal examples of how I use some of these things with some tough situations with my kids trying to put this into practice and then also Dr. Dan's favorite tools where there's videos based on a lot of the tools that I use from parenting experts in my work and short videos as well. And the last thing I'll say, I'm talking a lot here. The last thing I'll say, <laughs> it is designed for the modern parent. So the videos are short. These aren't 30 minute videos. These mi videos are like three to five to at sometimes seven minutes, but often they're three to five minutes. So you can do it anytime, anywhere and start and stop it because we're unfortunately all too busy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do love that. It's super accessible. And it is, you know, it's bite size. But even if the video is only three to five minutes, the videos are so provocative in a way and that they really just one short video can already cause a little shift. You know, it's just a little tweak in your awareness, even to just suggest some of these things, which again, so many of us, we're just not taking the time to consider a lot of the questions that you are raising in this. And, and I think that's, again, what I really just love and admire about the work that you're doing is I believe that this is, this is the kind of work that can have the biggest influence. You know, we're so busy finding therapies and modifications and accommodations and all these different support mm -hmm. systems, right. you know, so few of us even get support for ourselves, even in terms of parent coaching, but then even fewer of us are doing this kind of work. And I do think it has the potential to outweigh anything else when it comes to the impact it can have on our families. I couldn't agree with you more. And um Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I will say it does take a lot of courage and it's the courage 
again, if we don't want to look at some things or we don't want to open some things, it's the love for our kids knowing that how positively impactful it could be for us to do this sort of work on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to make sure everyone knows how to find Parent Footprint and connect with you. But before we do, just for listeners who are already feeling kind of sparked by this conversation, and is there one piece of advice or thought that you would encourage them to play with uh, to get this work started today? Yes. Um, I would say the one piece is to realize and embrace the idea that who you are in the world and how you are living your life is what matters most for your kids. And what we often say is just try to focus on being the person you want your child to become. That's good. I like that. Awesome. Okay. So what's the best way for listeners to, to connect with you? Where are your favorite spots? Okay, favorite spot. So if you want to learn more about Parent Footprint, the training and the podcast, that's at www.parentfootprint.com. And if you want to learn more about our center and consultation and evaluation and all the stuff we do at Summit Center, that is www.summitcenter.us. Excellent. And listeners, I will have all of that in the show notes pages. So you can go there and with one click, be right where you want to be. So Dan, thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation as much as our first conversation. And Me too. It, it's very interesting. I, there's so much we could talk about, but I just really, again, appreciate the work you're doing in the world. It's so in alignment with my personal belief system, but also what I'm trying to spread through Tilt. So thank you so much for coming by today. My pleasure. And you are making a huge spreading impact. So thank you. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, including links to Dr. Dan's website, his Parent Footprint Awareness Training, and the other resources we discussed, visit tiltparenting.com slash session 116. If you like what we're doing at the Tilt Parenting Podcast and you'd like to support us, there are a few easy and meaningful ways you can do this. One is to join my Patreon campaign, just like listeners Don Bellis and Nicola Shearer did. Thank you so much, Don and Nicola. Patreon is an online platform that allows people to make a small monthly contribution to support the work of an artist or a musician or a podcaster. It's super easy to sign up and even a small donation helps. So if you'd like to support the show, help me pay for my production help and all the assistance that I have in making this show happen weekly, you visit patreon.com slash tilt parenting. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link on the Tilt Parenting website. The other way you can help is to head over to iTunes. And if you haven't done so already, leave a rating or a review or both. There are a lot of parenting podcasts out there and those ratings and reviews help keep our podcast highly visible, which in turn makes it easier for me to land those bigger guests and get more attention for Tilt Parenting Podcast. So thank you so much. And thanks again for listening. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. 
two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking